Smuts Mooligans. Ooh. How are you? And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Smut. Hallie? Hey. There we sh- there we are. There I'm she is. I'm feeling very smooligan today. I just felt like it came to me like in that moment. I was no, like, I really like whenever you don't think about it and it's yeah. just like whatever comes out of your mouth. Yeah, it almost was like, what up? fuckers but <laughs> that yeah, didn't I mean, that would have been my that good. didn't you're not fuckers none of you none of you are but just I'm a little yeah. bit of a fucker I'm yeah a fucker. I, I'm a little fuckery yeah hurting anyways hey hey we're back with another episode on a book yeah we finally have a book episode we sorry about the wait <laughs> you know Let's life about the wait sorry guys Life, man. We're just doing our best. We're just out here, you know? We're truly out here. Yeah. We're like Other out that, here doing shit. How you been? What's new? Anything new? Anything new? If we dive in. I get my book back my editor next week. Well, see you never. Yep. So then it's back <laughs> to uh, change my dungeon. Change my desk in my dungeon. I really like how positive, though, you are about it. Right. <laughs> It's all like, about the mindset. I don't know where we were a little while ago. But I'm glad all we're here. All about your mindset, people. Yeah, that's what I I need to learn. That I've, I've, I need a mindset week. That's for I sure. just thrive in like being cynical. I do too. I think I have ranted in capital letter text messages to you the, the most I've ever ranted this week. Yeah, this week it's been it's been a, it's you know what though I've enjoyed it. I know you, you haven't, but I have. This, she was like, "This is some fire I haven't seen this in a while." I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "I'm so glad your life is falling, <laughs> so I'm entertained." Because <laughs> what are, are you friends doing? for? Not well. Great, <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, I've got nothing new going on either. You know, just out here raising a baby. She's just refuses to walk. So here we are. That's okay. She'll walk when she's ready. You can, yeah. She's like you. You can't push her to do anything. Just you can't. I've learned that it comes back to you 70 times 7. Right. Every single right. time. That's what I've, every time I look at that child. <laughs> yep. yep. But I love her, folks. Please, you know, don't worry. I do. I love her. Yeah. So, you know, we're back. We're back reading. Um, we are reading. It was nice to do some reading. It's been a minute. Yeah. You did your audiobook. I will say, by the way, this episode is about The Grand Lies by J.C. Hawk. Yes. Um, I will say I started the audiobook because you were telling me how, like, funny it was, how Mason was, like, really funny. So I started it. And you know me. I don't even like audiobooks. But I really enjoyed this audiobook. No, I – when you sent me that text message, I, I honestly was pleasantly surprised because um, you never like anything I, I send them. you. I think I can do audiobooks better, like tolerate them when they're also rereads. Like I've already read it once. Yes. But I will say the acts, like it was like a British accent. It was so, f- the jokes hit different on the audiobook with the accent. I don't know. Yeah. I think there was sometimes when I was reading, I think I listened to the I, 90, this whole book, like 90% on Audible and then 10% when I was like reading in bed or like in between cases and stuff on my phone so yeah I mean I was I like 
having it because I think there were some times when I was reading things and I was like, what the fuck? Because it was, yeah. it's a British thing. And I think maybe yeah. the delivery of it in a British accent was like, I don't even know what it is, but I like how you say it. We need the context clues. <laughs> I need, I need the breathy pauses. I need, right. I need the pauses. So um, let's just jump in. What did you write this book? Um, four. Gave it a four. Okay, that was higher than what I was expecting of some yeah. feedback that I got from you. I think that makes me happy. I think you really didn't let me give you feedback. <laughs> I was. Like, I'm so protective of this. I, you series. were, and I yeah. like because uh, Kate at Carrie's Romance is reading the first one right now, and like she was kind of giving like similar like just things that you were saying, and it wasn't even negative stuff. It was truly just like your thoughts on what you were reading at the moment and your thoughts yeah. on the characters. And I was just like, well, I'm sorry you don't like it. Like, I, I thought it was great. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I'm just telling you where I'm at in the book. Uh, I didn't even respond when you would, like, give me that. I just, I was like, there's no even trying yeah. to tell I'm you. I'm so protective over it. And I don't know why. Yeah. It's just like a think... comfort read for me. It's a five out of five for me. I remember when this came out, I read it, I mean, within, like, I've just been dreaded like crazy. So, at least you gave it four. That makes me happy. Uh, spice wise, though, um, I I gave it like a like a five. I really did uh, for the amount. There was sets, a lot. It's a and I'll give I'll be like I'll give you guys a reason as to why. So it probably wasn't like the quality. Probably ever. two. Yes, quantity. I think it's like four or five. Yes. And so I'm, I'm giving a quantity rating of a five because it is a lot of smut. That was one thing I even told how I was like, they have sex a lot. Like every day. Yeah. And it's, but it's, you said it, you're like, it's like normal sex. And it is, it's such a, a relatable story, I think. And you also, we were texting about this. You've put, I, you've dark romanced me and trapdoor yeah. me and nugget me so much that when you just give me a book that's about people's lives and them just having sex, and them just, like, living normally, I'm like, so what next? Wait, wait, yeah. wait, who's gonna die? <laughs> yeah, this was, I think, one of our, I think this is, like, the only contemporary romance we've done on the podcast. Yeah, so I think- Because I, I just kept throwing it. dark romance and fantasy yeah. at you. Yeah, and, uh, you bully know, bu just bullying me. But I will say, you asked for, like, something that wasn't crazy- no yeah. world building, just like, just read it. Yeah, and I think I delivered on that. You did. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, you know, uh, for me, I there wasn't like any moments of frustration. It was just me searching, doing my usual looking for my Chick Fil A nugget tray, and yeah, right. you know, I kept. So sometimes when I was reading it, I was like, "Do there's, I need to?" There's be, nothing to put on my nugget do, tray. Yeah, yeah. I need. Do I need to be like taking this down? Do I need to highlight this? Is this gonna come back? Yeah. To haunt me and you it was like, hard for you like, to relax into it because i really had hard programmed for, you to not be relaxed right, right. i'm just in a state of just ah, like yeah. all the time like yeah. i feel like with the reading of a book i'm just like all right when's it gonna fucking happen when's when's the fucking ball gonna drop and, yeah you know there were a few ball drops they weren't there is there are some twists in there the there are some twists in the end and but again it's very much like real life twist like yeah. their friend group gave me very like 
just like friends, but like uh, friends, the TV show vibes. That like is they just, I think one of my favorite things about this book and this series as a whole is the way she writes the friend group. It is funny. It is like real friends. I loved it. Yeah. And I did need that. I needed like to see like a functioning friend group. <laughs> right. And I was like, this is great. And like, it makes oh, this you, is what this looks like. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And it makes you like want, right. <laughs> this is what could be. No. <laughs> so this is what Hallie's not doing for me. Oh, so she's just putting me in a state of constant <laughs> chaos. Okay. For cool. entertainment. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool to like just life, seeing it like you were a fly on a wall in their life, like right. how they just were moving and grooving. I thought Nino was really great. I enjoyed an older MC in that 30. Yes. In her they 30s. were like 30s, late 20s, early 30s. Struggling. You know what I mean? Struggling. Like they got their careers, but they're still going out and partying. Like they're living paycheck to paycheck. It made yeah. you feel, it kind of made you feel like if you're 30 and not doing it all, it's okay. Like you're allowed right. to just be, you're allowed to live paycheck to paycheck. You're allowed to splurge on stupid shit. You're still allowed let me tell to get you, wasted. You're 30, the, you probably don't have it together. Like, no, if you do, you're abnormal. And, and that's, you know, great for you. Right. I know, I we wouldn't know. Plastic bag collection. Um, <laughs> I do I, have one of those. Yeah, same. And I want to know, like, uh, what OCD problem you have. Because, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just a lot of, like, it was good vibes throughout the whole story. I cheered for Nina and Mason a lot. I also thought it was really cool. Oh, like, okay, Mason, he's the rich guy. Like, it's it's the it's the beauty. It, 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 like, to me, it's always like a Beauty and the Beast trope kind of thing. There's the grumpy rich sunshine, guy. Yeah. He lives in his giant palace. He's really upset. And he's grumpy sunshine. And then yeah. you've got, she's trying to explore the world. She's a dancer. So yeah. I know Beauty and the Beast trope is even real but that's how i feel about it yeah and it's probably called something else and someone will tell me in the dms but actually no it's called that. millionaire romance grumpy sunshine yeah, yeah. but Nick's not very sunshiny no she's not and she like has oh she has some very shit. awful past and yeah. she's trying to like just i mean she's she is she's just trying to like dig herself up and out like i and, and i can i can relate to that like you're just mm -hmm. trying to get the fuck out of it and just be something yeah and I felt that for Nina. So it was like a cool way to connect on her. But I also think my original point was with Mason, like he's rich and he's like rich, rich, but it wasn't written in a way to make you feel like, oh my God, this guy, you know? I, yeah. I think, well, well, okay. Can we just do like a spoiler warning and just get into this? Oh, I'm really sorry, guys. We, well, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't spoil anything. No, we didn't. But here's your spoiler warning because we're about <laughs> to talk about it. I haven't done this podcast in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been like a minute that we've done a book episode. I, I need to have my uh, my breakdown again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, spoiler warning. Okay. okay. I agree with your thing about Mason, but I also think because Nina was so anti, like, flashy money. She hated the fact he was rich. Like, Yes. So then you also like, got that from her, but I agree. He wasn't like a douchebag. He was grumpy. Actually, he was still a douchebag. He was a douche. He was a douchebag, but not yeah, like a millionaire, like flashy way. Yeah, like it, it was, was more like he's just a grump. He was like old money. Oh in a way. yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's gonna. He has gonna be nice. His father has an estate. He is old money with a, his own meadow, <laughs> right? And lake. 
So right. like the it, gardens. It was, yes. And like that to me, like he was just old money. He oozed it, but it wasn't in a way that made you hate him. No. Uh, the only he was like the broken would, boy that you wanted to fix. <laughs> yes. If I was one of Nina's friends though, which they did do, um, I would have been like, uh, just he loved you. He wants to just be with you forever. Right. Oh, what are you doing? I did love her friends. Megan is hysterical to me. Yeah. They... And then I loved how Lucy was just like, can you just like lean into this, please? Like, enough. be with him. That's what I was saying. I wanted her to just... enough. She's like, listen, girl, you struggled. You've you've had it bad. We get it. We totally understand. No one's trying to uh, take that away from you. Um, but he's actually trying to take he's that hot. away from you. <laughs> and he's and, rich. And he's rich. And like, I'm not saying you got to marry for money, but it's cool that it's there. Like, can you like stop complaining? <laughs> exactly. Megan and Liz release. Like, we have no suitors, but you, you just can't get her that he has a Bentley. <laughs> like I, he, I like did, ran like, the date and then she came downstairs and it was like all the flowers and like the candles and she was like, Oh no. And it's like, yeah, you bitch. Like, yeah. You'd be like, I would live for that moment, <laughs> yeah. you bitch. Like, God. But no, oh. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the way she wrote her smut scenes. Like, they were very real life. Like, this was real yes. life smut, which I enjoy quite a bit because it's attainable, right? Like, you can right. do it. And you some can way. have sex like that. Like, yeah, like I can't have sex I'm with not, Dick, but I can have sex like this. Yeah, it was like a I'm not, but you can, you know? <laughs> right, right. But like Mason get a little spicy sometimes. Mason? He did. And that was the cool thing about him. Like he never really took it into a way like where again, like you said, it was attainable. But he It wasn't like full Dom mode, but like he would get a little sassy. <laughs> yes. He would. And would he would get a little alpha. He was like Oh, I have an off subject story, but it relates to Mason and him saying like, good job to her. So this is like going to sound way more sexual than it is. And it's so not, but all right. So I got a gift of a massage. And when I walked in, I'd never been to the spa before. It was like a cool place in Buckhead and it was like real spotty. And Buckhead, just so everybody knows, and like Atlanta is like super upper class and yeah. And so I go there and I'm so like, you were oh, feeling this. bougie. Today. So I was feeling bougie, yeah. you know, and they offered me champagne. I denied it. I just was like, I felt like so out of my like, like they were going to make you pay for it at the end of the day. Yes, and it would be like there much. was something. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were trying to add It'd be on. Dom Perry on. You couldn't, you couldn't afford exactly. it. Exactly. I was like, it's 95 a glass. It's just not going to be right. for me. <laughs> like I didn't know what it would be and it just wasn't for me. So I like walked into the locker room area where the, it's not even a lot. I call it a locker room, but it was like the women's, you know, lounge or whatever. Oh, the lounge. Right. And they have like my robe, like being heated. <laughs> oh this is nice. like it was a big deal so i was like very excited for the massage i go in the, it's a guy i've never had a guy massage therapist before i would i wouldn't be able to do it yeah and i felt like already weird but it was cool like and it was just me yeah being we're not gonna because, ruin this we're just gonna go with it yeah it was just like me being weird because like i'm a fucking weirdo like he was Dang. not weird at all and it's like his job so i'm like all right whatever and and i could tell he was very, very into the art of massage. Okay. And like I knew, like there was lots of heavy breathing, lots of like speaking, 
goodness and kindness as I'm getting this massage. And he oh, had told he was, me, like, there for you. No, he was, like, supporting me in right. ways that I didn't know yet. Right. And I'm like, I'm not kidding you. I get why people like the praise kink now. So here I am. He had given me an instruction. Just wait. He had given me an instruction that when I, he got to, like, a sore part of my body. Oh, to, to breathe to, through it? To take a deep breath. And it right. would tell him, like, it would let him know, like, hey, this is a, this is a tense spot. Like that. So here I am taking deep breaths. <laughs> Labor breathing. Finally, he gets to one, like, he was like, um, it was like in my hip. And it was like... Oh, like, and you like have bad hips anyway. Right? I have bad hips anyway. So it was like that. And I just was like... <laughs> yeah, the he goes... <laughs> he like goes through the movement and he's like good job and i was like sir i'm gonna need you to stop right now <laughs> i wasn't even like it was no attraction it was nothing but it just did something where i was like oh, I you, everyone job. needs a little praise every now and again like i literally know? was like this is because i've always told you like i'm like i don't need someone to be like good girl like great job fucking me dead right like, I don't, and I then don't need that. and then you get it from the masseuse and you're like about to cry on the table right and then the massage therapist is telling me <laughs> that i'm doing a good job just i don't even do anything i'm laying with my head face down in a hole <laughs> in a dark room and i was like fuck so now and i got the massage and then finished the book and ne- mason had said good job to nina and she was like, oh, my God, it, like, made her feel some way. And, I and you're like, like, same, girl, I can't I was, you. Girl, same. Same. Shout out, Carrie. <laughs> Buckhead spot. Yeah, if, spot. Everybody go see him. Name. Yeah, yeah, I won't say the spa's name. You're in the sure, area. Right? Yeah, if you're in the area. <laughs> Don't mention my name. Literally, do not tell him I put him on a podcast. Do not. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it truly was like, I, I, it really was full circle for me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Back to the book. Sorry. Just That's basically to... the book. Um, <laughs> no. So, um, what else did we miss? Oh, the sex scenes. Loved them. There was a lot, I will say, but I enjoyed yeah. it because it wasn't it's like, crazy. No, but it's like the first like 15 chapters of the book. We fuck. It. Yeah. And it's like. Every day, fucking. He's about it, but it did bring me back to this time, like in my early twenties, like when I first met Steven. That's and what you're I'm just saying. like it's real life, like a new relationship, so like that's what you're doing. It. Yes, and you're like so into it, and there's nothing to be shy about because you're like, fuck, I'm about to nab this guy. Yeah, and um, so I, I did like it. It just brought. It really was. You're right. It was a comfort read. It was. It a was. Good... Def- what it is. It's a comfort read. If you're wanting like this big dramatic book with like all this stuff, not for you. If you need like a little palate cleanser, that's just like normal, calm reading. Yes. This is the book. Yeah. JC did amazing, like an amazing job at creating attainable sex, which is The rest of her books are even better, I will say. I know. You told me I started- Nina and Mason have two books. I started book two yesterday, but then I got interrupted in the car, so I couldn't. I yeah, call, then you so. have Elliot and Lucy. There's like a friends to lovers. You can tell that now, though. Right. And it's like, it's a slow burn, which is still good. Elliot's just like, I can't. Like, he's just like the golden retriever of the group. Like, and he's funny. He really is. He's like down for everything. He's such a prankster. I loved like- his pixie. I love the pixie aspect of this book. I thought it was so cute. Wait, wait, wait. Did we ever figure out why he calls her Pixie? 
Yeah, because when his mom was like sick and stuff, she had like a little pixie like fairy yes, figurine. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And he then when she died, he would she, he would always just carry it around. And then Elliot broke it one day when they were like little. And so Elliot from then on out was like, I'm gonna give you like I'll make up for you and get you another pixie. And so then he finds Nina and he's like, This is gonna be your pixie. And he knew Elliot knew. It just, you know, they do. Matchmaker. Friends know sometimes what you need before you need it. Yeah. Yep. True. True. But yeah. It was I just love the a, pixie aspect. The Kara Aaron thing was just crazy. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about the twist. So Yeah. Cause really until you get to like it's just normal relationship stuff. They need to figure out their crap. Like Mason's too much and he's a grump. Nina has her shit and her own baggage she needs to get through. But really until he sells the studio, which is the Kara Aaron stuff. Yeah, I guess before, because we'll talk a little bit about Nina's past, uh, trigger warning, they do talk about, like, some mention, like, light brief description of, like, child abuse and um, prostitution. Yeah, uh, it's, like, more implied, not yeah. really Straight told. Up. Yeah, not really told, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, just background on Nina. She comes from a troubled past. And she's just trying to dig herself out. She finally has bought this dance. What she bought? She rents this dance studio from a girl named Erin. And then this is like her first, just like her first thing in business. The world. Yeah. She's finally making it in the city. She has her own business. Yeah. She's and doing it's just dance, like, but she loves. And it's her thing. No yeah. one can take it from her. Um, so we meet Erin and she comes in to visit. So again, she's the landlord. And it's like a weird sketch vibe. It's very uh, weird. She's like, I just got in. She lives in Australia. So, you know, she plays it off as like, I got to go. I've got jet lag. And she's like, okay, bye, Aaron. Like Nina. Yeah. And then, you know, she gets the next day. They do like girls night. But, like she's yeah. weird about girls night. Yeah. And she's like just odd the whole fucking time. So you get really like just you can't figure out Aaron vibes. Yeah, and then she's uh, like, all of a sudden, I have to go back to Australia. Bye. My mom's Just sick. Leave. Her mom's sick. Yeah. My mom was sick. I gotta go. Whatever. And then one day, and I only mention this because of the piano. So this is how everything kind of ties in. I didn't even really know. So there's a guy, Joey, we meet in the beginning that's kind of always had a crush on Nina. He, like, coincidentally has a hobby in photography, and he wants to take it. Joey's really big in book two. Oh, okay. So he wants really to really end up liking his character. Well, okay, cool. He he comes off creepy in book one, which there's a reason for that. But like he is he in really book likes two, her. And, and you find out more. He's got some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. That's a trigger warning for book two, I guess. But like, you he ends up like being a lot more in book two. Cool. So yeah, so he's gonna take pictures of her and her new dance studio. All these things. He's you know. So while. Aaron, before she leaves, she visits. She's she's a grand. Nina has a grand piano in her studio, and she's like, "Oh, you know." She kind of brushes by the grand piano, and we see the initials EML engraved. I loved you sending me all different variations of what this could be. Yeah, yeah. I was like, (laughs) "Oh, she's Lowell Mason Lowell. She's related to Mason. This is Mason's sister." Like Aaron Mason Lowell. (laughs) Yeah, like I was like, I was was searching for Chick Fil A nuggets. I I was like, I went crazy at this point. So, grand piano's there. Then we jump to, again, what I was talking about, Joey and Nina taking pictures. And in walks Mason. Mason is, like, 
kissed in a way. Like, uh, yeah, she was expecting him to be like, oh my God, freaking, how like, are you? alcohol about Joey. Joey. And like, be all territorial. And instead, he's just like shocked and like then pissed and then just walks out. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, this- he would never just leave me with Joey. Like, and then she thinks like, oh, he he's mad at me. Like, what a fucking dick. Like, he said he wouldn't do this, X, Y, and Z. Right. That goes back into play. And that's what JC's really good at doing is it's a twist. Subtle. She, she subtly turns you against people uh-huh. to not lead you to the real reasoning, which was nice. I, I mean, I know authors do that, but it was it was a, a nice way that she, she did, did that. Because, well. Yes, you can believe Nina. Um, I liked how you always knew there was something up with Aaron, but it was still, to me, a, like, I hadn't figured out exactly what it was with Aaron. But, like, I like how you get a hint. I don't like when it's, like, you have no hints, and then at the very end of the book, it's, like, revealed, and you're, like, you're then you're not satisfied. Because you're, like, no. I never saw this coming. Like, for instance, for example, I love this book, but this book, to me, did it. It was Gothicana. Like, that twist of the end, like, yeah. I wasn't satisfied because I had no other clues that I was picking yes. up on. And I just was like, what? Grace and I talked about that. Right. So, so this book, she like gave you just a little bit. Was it Joey? Was it the mom? Was it the dad? Was it Aaron? Like you didn't know, but like you had all the information. So then it was satisfying at the end, I felt like. No, it was good. And I, I don't think I would have really caught on unless you I had you being like there's twists pay attention there's twists so you know the EML comes up later which I thought was really cool and you kind of have Mason and Nina going back and forth they're losing a little bit of trust in each other you kind of see that this whole thing is now put kind of a rift in there Mason starts like drastically pulling away yeah and he knows yeah and then he sells the studio yep and then that was a big thing that made me think, what the fuck? So all of a sudden, as Mason's leaving the studio, he makes a call and he's like, we got to fucking sell the studio. And yeah, they mentioned a, a, a woman named Kara. And you're like, who <clears throat> the fuck is Kara? Who? Who? Who's Kara? Who? And I really did. I think it's Kara. Who's Kara? And he's like, Kara's here. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, this is coming out of left field. And then it's kind of just left at that. And then all of a sudden, the next morning, Nina finds out that the studio has been sold. And Aaron just leaves her like a note, like, so sorry. Sorry, sorry not to... sorry, basically. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't a note. It was a voicemail. Or was it? Yeah. She was no, like, so I sorry. I can't remember. Or, no, or an, something like that. And she's like, what the fuck? So now Nina's world is just like going up in flames. She's got And Mason's Mason. like nowhere around. Like he's no. just kind of left her because he's feeling so much guilt. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know how I tell her I've get, basically taken away the one thing that was hers, which I get. Like, it's it's a fucked up. I was kind of like, that's fucked. Can we not figure out something else we can do here? No. But then I just love Charles because Charles just kind of, because it was Charles' thing, like, that caused all this. Yeah. So we start, we'll just, EML comes back, and Nina being the woman that she is, uh, they have... The father passes away and she's still during there this for time, Mason. and she's still there for Mason, even though he's still being a, a nut. So Mason's dad passes away, and in this time, ne- uh, Mason's sister, Scarlet Gar, her book has- is book four, and it's really good. Yeah, she's such a sweetheart, and then I love that her group like took her in, like Nina's yeah. friend group. 
became her friend group and even with Scar- and I love Scarlet for being like I don't care that you're dating my brother or what's going on oh with you. like the anal conversation is yeah. one of my favorite scenes yes and Scarlet just- is just like oh my god it's a normal Tuesday that's a that's, <laughs> thank god it wasn't when <laughs> like who has <laughs> anal on Tuesdays <laughs> it was such a like real life friend conversation yes like it was us back in college, we'd all, you know, the next morning, you'd always, like, rehash what happened the night before. And, like, it was so – I think that's what I love about the, the friend group. It's, like, it's so relatable. Yeah, and it, it does take you back into, like, just just shenanigans. Like, yeah. you know, you don't – you don't – they're all living in the same city. You don't really have that anymore with your close friends. And it's cool that you can see a friend group that is still very close in the same city. Yeah. And – so Nina being the person she is, she goes and helps Scarlett clean up the house. Well, they're looking Mason's over not stuff. not going to help her. Yeah, because Mason, Mason's That like, did start to piss me off after a while. I mean, I understood it, but like, come on, you fucking child. Yeah, it's like, okay, dude, we got to, you got to be there for your you sister. Help your sister. She's not going to med school, okay? Because of I you know. and your dad. Come on. That did kind of irritate me. I wanted him to be a better brother in that situation. Um, but they see the initials. Nina notices picture. them in a picture. E-M-L. And she sees the grand piano in a picture. And Scarlett's like, oh, yeah, that's my mom's. Ellis. And Ellis Lowell. And when I tell you, I was like, it's my mom's grand piano. Yep. And you are just like, what the fuck? How, How did- crazy was that, though? That crazy ass bitch, Kara. Not only <laughs> did what she did, but then she took the piano. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to take that. I want that. So to get back to that, I feel like we should ruin everything in the story. Well, you we're already saying people read it if they're listening, so. Oh, that's right. But, well, the back and forth here, you might be better at it. The grand piano, who Kara Aaron is, and stuff like that. I'll let you pop in. You've so read basically, it. like, what was it, a couple years ago? Yeah. Char- Charles has a sister that ended up, like, trigger warning, it doesn't go into it in the book. It's just, like, told of what happened to his sister. His sister was basically, like, date-raped. And then she, like, never really told anybody. But then she got, like, depression. And she ended up committing suicide. And Charles ends up finding out, like, what happened to her. And I think he got, like, Vinny involved. Because Vinny's, like, yes. ex- Mar- ex-Navy SEAL or something. And he He's knows people sweet. that yeah. can do Vinny. things. Vinny. Yeah. Vinny, let me tell you. Talking about a daddy. Vinny is a daddy. And he's a driver and he's amazing. Yeah. So they basically like get this guy, Lance and what's his name? Mason. Thank you. Mason. <laughs> they take things a little too far. And they end up killing him. But they never tell Charles this. Ever. And then like Lance and Mason are like talking about it one night while Mason has a fuck buddy over. Who's the fuck buddy? Kara. Kara Aaron. Aaron Kara. Kara Aaron. And she overhears and then she like tries to immediately be like, well, what are you going to give me to keep my mouth shut? And so then it starts this thing. And apparently she's been doing this for like, she's known for like doing this to wealthy men and like all this stuff. So then Mason ends up just keeps paying her off. Shut her up because he's Shut her a murderer up. and she knows he's a, a murderer, even though the guy deserved it. The guy deserved Sorry. it. But that's no, he a hundred percent deserved it. Yeah. So they like bury it, whatever, but then there's always a chance, right? That like she could go and like 
ruin shit, right, which is why he sells the here. studio. He ends up because he knows that like Nina cannot be anywhere near this, like connected in any way, shape, or form. And that's like his biggest worry is that yeah. she. For he's a protector. Reason. He's protecting Charles. Yeah. He's protecting Lance. He's protecting Scarlet. He's protecting. He's he's a protector for yeah. sure. He's stressed out. But I so Charles is getting a book and I can't wait because I I love Charles in this book. And then when like Charles finds out about all this, because he's the attorney, which I love too. And he ends up going to Nina and like just telling her everything. Yeah. She's like, so like, like Mason doesn't to have to. Yeah. Cause Mason won't, because it's for his friend. Well, Mason won't, but he also was like, it's not my story. Like, yeah. It's not my story to tell, which I felt was so like so nice in a group of friends yeah. to like not go and talk about things that if someone's not ready to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so then Nina, they get back together. She accepts it. They go on a trip to Bora Bora. Everything's great. And I called it. Knock, I knock. She's it. pregnant. Woo. So guys, there is a pregnancy trope in this the very end. But before you were like, I don't know, Brian C. Trapp's never going to read this book. Just, just, it's not the way you think. No, I mean, I it's was not like, a pregnancy like- trope that fixes everything. It's like pregnancy trope. And then she goes to the hospital and then he gets pictures of him like fucking a stripper. And she's yeah, like, well, he goes out. to, and then you're kind of, while she's in the hospital, you go back into Mason's brain and he's at like a. Uh, like a hen party is what they call it, but it's for guys. It's basically like a guy's like bachelor party. Bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. So he's there and, um, you know, he's like- He clearly gets giving... drugged. Yes. And you're like noticing even in his story of like what, in his, when we're in his point of view, like things are not making sense. And, and then, then we jump he... back to yeah. Nina. Yeah. And then you see what actually happened that night and it's these pictures. So clearly he's set up. Like, yeah, clearly- he set up book two is a time jump so like you're not like seeing like her getting pregnant and that's what pulls them back together like the normal pregnancy trope it's like a year later the baby's already born you kind of see like they're not good they're not speaking the friend group really steps in here and it's really about them like eventually coming back together but like it takes a while yeah i made it to chapter one and it was like that it was a time jump baby yeah. was grown or yeah the baby's um, like a year or something i think yeah so book two is really i actually liked book two more than book one i think because you already know all the characters and it was more of just like them interacting more and it wasn't as much sex at all because they're not together in book two until like way later but then you get more into like nina's like the dad because a lot of things left on unta- left like undone in book one like the dad stuff nina's father the mom like what's the mom doing like he's just calling right <laughs> and then of course like who set up mason, mason and why well, why it's a mystery it's really fun. i think i like book two because it's a nugget book it is a nugget book um there is a big twist um But yeah, that was really it. I know it doesn't feel like we read some mastermind of a book. We but... wanted a comfort read. We got a comfort read. And you know okay. what? I think we needed it for what we're about to read. Yeah. Which is A Soul of a Witch by Holly Ray. It's, uh, that's our next episode, folks. So that will be our, what is that? Our end of September episode or October? What are we doing? 
I mean, I'll say October, but I would like to get it done end of September. I would like to get it done end of September as well. Because I'm so like ready to start it. I do need to know. Uh, I do need to go back and listen. To I do too. I read episodes. the first two chapters and I was like, oh, I don't remember near as much as I thought. Well, that's what I told you. I was like, I read chapter one and I had to stop because I didn't remember any of the world building. And all of a sudden they were talking about things. And I was like, oh, God, like hierarchy of demons. And I was just like, oh, God, I don't even remember this. Yeah, mine was more like in, I think in chapter two, it like goes back to what's her name? Evan? No, what's the girl's name? Reagan? Huh? Raylan? No, the Callum and what's the witch's name? Oh, fuck. I don't know. It's not Evelyn, <laughs> but it's something like that. I can't remember her, <laughs> the main girl. But it's like her like that. Like, chapter one is like her with Raylan and like what happened like there and then like it, then it comes up on the juniper stuff because she was like there when juniper gets like it's a lot guys they try to it's kill her so yeah. it's like going back there which i think is maybe gonna serve as a recap but i also just like don't remember yeah i need to listen to i don't know if you've heard of it but there's this podcast right right <laughs> and uh it's called let's it. talk about smut i think you've heard of it i think it's, I've heard of it. uh you know, because we're such a new podcast, I thought it would right. be really good. We could go like learn from them, right? And then we could like go listen to their episodes. I've heard they've done a fantastic shut recap on it. <laughs> and shut up! <laughs> oh wait! <laughs> oh wait! Oh, I'm pretty sure those episodes are also like two hours long because and they are so much to talk about with like the demon dicks. I'm not gonna lie to you; they are fucking pure chaos. I know. Oh, that. they're hysterical. They are. That was. This is where the Midnight Cowboy got his. Yes, his if you guys story. want an origin story, <laughs> it's Raylan. Is Raylan her Midnight Cowboy? And her Midnight and the wonderful stories of the Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do a song of the witch. We actually do need to read that pretty quick because everyone's yeah, reading it and they're gonna be ruining it. We just gotta get. Someone's gonna. I'm gonna see something. I'm yes. gonna be upset. I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be pissed, and it's not anyone's fault. It's my own fault. So. Right. And yeah. then um, I was thinking about, like, for October, we had Jenny at That's So Jenny. Um, tell that's us about Harper. So that's So Jenny. Oh, that's a raven. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harper L. Woods, The Coven. I just oh, saw oh, where yes. she released the second book. It's a duology, so it's complete. But it's, like, witches at, like, a college. So it's, like, dark academia witchy i read the synopsis today and i'm pretty sure it's like a professor with a student i think or the vibe mm. I was getting the synopsis. so like that could be a fun october read yeah i think we the coven the covenant i almost watched that the other day i watched it last week when i was doing like it's on hulu stuff. right now i know I, I i keep watching it too like it's just on repeat it's on Hulu. I just watched, I watched, I picked Practical Magic over the Covenant. Um, if you want to read Hollow Heathens, that's very much Covenant vibes. I love that, you know? Yeah. And I've been wanting to reread Hollow Heathens so I can read Bone Island. The only thing is Hollow Heathens isn't very smutty. But like, yeah. it's a really, really good book. It's so very witchy. It's like, Practical magic, like dark practical magic, like the town and like all that. Ooh. But then also like the covenant, like the boys are the covenant. 
maybe I I have a two two plane hour two two hour plane rides this weekend, and I was gonna take what is it the things I should have said and I should have and I didn't mention whatever. Oh, that's right. So you I got remember, things remember? I wanted to say by Monica, Moore. and I was just gonna take a break. Yes, for a moment, not like a small, just like weekend, like. That Let is a fantastic it. book. It's one of my top it. books of all time. But it is a thick mother. Oh, it's massive. It's massive. It's so thick. And um, so I was like, what could I? And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll start a soul of a witch on the plane. But I already know I'm going to start a soul. If I start a soul of a witch and then I take a break from it, I'm not going to remember because I'm having a weekend of being just Maybe you should like just crazy dabble person. with hollow heathens. Like just download because it remember, and like just start it and see how you feel. So I, that's very the crazy good. Thing is, I don't even need to download it, Hallie, because if you, oh, you remember when we went to the book signing and I bought 17,000 books, this is – so I actually have a signed okay. copy. I actually Nick have a Fiorino's signed – formatting is beautiful in that book. It is so pretty. It's been on my shelf. It's signed to me. Right. And um, so, like, if anyone wanted to be jealous for, like, a slight second. <laughs> you know. She was also the cutest thing ever. She's my favorite. She also she, and she's just her husband with us. Her husband, listen, precious, 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 tall. Um, Alex, this was the one size cake. Her and her husband, because she's shorter than me, and I'm five two, and he was like six four, six five. Do you not remember? Let's just let's just go back to that book signing real quick. Right, Do you right. remember this is the one where I walked in and I was like, I am fucking LTAS. You don't know who the fuck I am? That's true. And yeah. And her. then I was having anxiety attacks. And you corner. walked away for a moment. You came up later. But like right. I was talking to her and I was like, hey, I'm a book podcast. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And this is why I bought the book in front of her. Right. Um, had her sign it. Then told her I was part of this. And she was like, yeah, I'd love to do an interview with you guys. And she would. She's actually, we've already messaged her, I think last October and we asked for an interview and she was like yes like tell me when and where and we're just so and then professional that we didn't actually I had a, well last year I had a one year old I had a, had a baby so that was true. that was our reasoning I'll take it true. I'll put it on me it was me it was me true okay so you should start Hollow Heathens Hollow Heathens is really nice to read slow too I remember I read it slow like a chapter here a chapter there but I think you'll love it because it's very like aesthetically pleasing like the town yeah the boys like it's covenant with like a dark practical magic side so you know what that's what i'm gonna take on the plane and like um, gilmore girls like the town of gilmore girls is like like spooky uh, like the town is great i'm really excited we're getting into spooky season oh, me too, and we're reading fall. all these spooky books because like this is i, I love sp- just spooky yes like i, I love so you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna start fall. I'm gonna be spooky. I'm gonna save the things I should have said it whatever at, and I didn't. Save that for later because I'm, I'm telling gonna save you because we're gonna have a break. And you're going point. to devour it. Yeah, and probably cry. I'm in. I'm in an emotional. No, state I didn't cry in that book. It's. I'm telling you. I think maybe you are ready for it. Then you know. Kate always tells me, she's like, are you ever going to get Taylor to read this book? And I was like, I don't know if I can, because at the time we were very new and you were just starting Bully Romance and you were still kind of in this like a hesitant phase. And that book is like Bully fucking Romance. Like he is mean. Hmm. I think maybe But I now that you're like so seasoned, I think you'll be like, 
Okay, yeah. I could also see you being like, who is this fuck boy? Like, who does he think he is? And I think like But also fine. they're in college. And if a college well, actually college boys did act like this to us and we ate that shit up. So that's what I'm saying. I think maybe as much as like you know, I feel like I'm I could not be ready. We'll see. Right. The beautiful very thing toxic. about books is if you just put it down. Right, right. <laughs> It's very toxic. It's very spicy. It is one of the spiciest books I've read. Yeah. You know what I'll do? And this this episode will be past what I already be doing this. I mean, before we release it, I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to put a poll on our Instagram story and I'm going to I'm going to do a poll. <laughs> I love a good fucking poll. I'm doing a fucking poll. Girl, you do a poll. I'm literally going to do a poll. And I'll be like, hey guys, I'm flying this weekend. And which of these two books do you think I need to bring with me? Should I read? Let me do it. You do it. Viewers, you make it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I can't wait to see this poll. But you know what I really am excited about is. you know what yeah. I'm really excited about? Us reading *Solve the Witch* and talking about shenanigans. This is about literally same fucking brain. I cannot wait to be a fucking loose cannon because that's because, what I miss. Because if there's anything about Hollywood, is that we are never prepared, ever, ever. Like we <laughs> think we like know some things now, and then she's about to give us this book, and we're gonna be like, I knew nothing. The past four seasons of what we've been reading did not prepare us for this book we're about to read. Yeah. And like we've read pretty much everything Harley could give us except losers. I just looking at the trigger warning kink list in the beginning of the book, I was like, I am not ready for this. No, I mean I have but like I am, like I'm not. I downloaded it and I was reading it. And I read it out loud to Steven. And he was like, I couldn't even tell you what half of that shit is. Right. And I was like, right. Same. Right. I'm gonna have and to do I some Googling. thought after the dare and the first two in the series, I'd be like, what else could she throw at me? Like, please. I mean, no. And I mean. No, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I don't know this. Yeah, we will be actually on our next episode talking about a few things that will be new to us. I will guarantee you that. So we've never, and it's it, things, kinks we've never fucking read before. So again, I'm going to do my whole hol- holiness and hollowest and whatever is to be. <laughs> I don't even know. You're not even speaking English right now. That's how like nervous and getting you ner- are. Because I'm nervous. Because I, 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 I will have to. I'm gonna have to have a. I'm. I'm gonna have to put them to make a list. Right. <laughs> There's also just like on the list like monster dick, and I'm like, great. Yeah, I'm gonna. Have to so you're you- saying it's worse than Leon's? <laughs> great, because I looked up Leon's and we're in her writers Facebook group. Or readers Facebook group, and you brought this to my attention. You said someone's asking about the um, the type of dick that, that was modeled like, after. that inspired Leon's yes. penis. And she answered, and I went and googled it, and then I told Taylor to Google it. And I'm gonna say Stephen wasn't far off. You know what? He truly, I think he honestly is pretty spot on. If y'all want to know, y'all should go listen to the episode. Her soul to take. 
Um, but basically, Stephen, we told Stephen about the penis because we couldn't get in our minds like what the we didn't have a mental penis image of a demon like. dick. You know, I haven't been. Well, we in, made Stephen draw one. Yeah, and he was pretty spot on on yeah. his description. And you know, the, there's the hidden talent my husband has is drawing. Right. And right. uh not, this was not drawing just anything. Drawing dicks. penises. Yeah, he's a good penis drawer. You know, I'll right. I'll go ahead and say it. You know, it's if, if it was he, he is the director of erections. He is the director of erections. He is, is the DOE. He is the DOE <laughs> in his own life and actually in his drawing. Like, literally, life. he's the DOE. You know, he's one of God's soldiers. And right. if, if <laughs> on the news, here, hear me out. On the news, <laughs> we get a special announcement that the world is going to end unless we can have a realistic dick draw. <laughs> I would be calling. Hello. I have someone. <laughs> we have this solved. His name is Steven. Don't worry, guys. The world is not <laughs> ending. It is. We're here for We are day. safe. <laughs> and Steven will roll up mechanical pencil. Like, ready. <laughs> Stupid fucking mechanical pencil. You would he, have like a pocket protector with like four. all of his pencils. It would just be, it would just be one. Like he would just. Oh, that's how good he is. Yeah. Because right. he just needs one. Right. And he would be like, let me hear it. What do you need? <laughs> And he'd be like, and oh. he, he would do it. Yeah, he's like, oh, you need a hippo demon size. If anybody wants to know, Google Nocturne, Nocturne, Bad Dragon. And you know what I'm really, I did, and I didn't tell you that I did, is that I... You ordered one? No. <laughs> what How did you do? <laughs> oh, yeah, I ordered a fucking demon dick. What, you should like do the scene where house? Steven tries to what was that scene in that book he was like piercing her tongue while yes. she was like writing one while she whilst she was writing <laughs> whilst whilst yeah she was writing said nocturne you should do that and tell me how it is <laughs> for sure <laughs> but yeah I god I, for, I forgot that scene fuck see this is what i'm not ready for i need to go back and listen to the episodes i might do that while i go do errands today you should but i went down that website like i i looked oh, at you it you kept looking because like i'm just like this is a whole world that i right. really i you don't know, know zero things about unless it's like brought to my attention and you know someone's asking about you're it you're welcome thank for you for bringing it to your attention <laughs> and it is i mean the manufacturing it must take to create these is and they're so real like and they're so real like and they like not that i've ever seen you know a dragon before i imagine that would be the like if my mind can wander they've right. made it <laughs> right like i you know like uh you have a breeding king hit up daddy dragon website whatever bad dragon bad dragon hit it up bad dragon Whatever it is. I wonder if they're going to have like a fourth wing collection. <laughs> Darren's dick. Darren's dick. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like if, you, if you've ever wondered or you've ever like wanted to be with a main character of the series. You can do it. it. for you. Like they right. see And I'm just like, holy shit. I really was. Like I made Steve. How privileged are we that 
we get Seriously. to experience this if you Seriously. want to. And you know what? When people are like, I'm not in the smoke community, I'm like, you're fucking stupid. You should be. Yeah. Look you're at the really re- missing out. Look at the fucking resources we have. Right. I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah, anyways, and if anyone's um, ever ordered off of daddymonsterdick.com, bad dragon. <laughs> bad dragon. Come up in the DMs. I want to know. There's, I have some questions. I'm going to let you handle those DMs. I do. I have some questions. There's a few. <laughs> there's a few fucking questions I have, and they're not bad questions. I am absolutely fucking curious. I think you should order one. I, and do what with it? I don't know, but you have questions. You know exactly what would happen. It would come in, and I'd be so very scared. <laughs> so Steven would take it, and then you'd never see it again. Who knows what he'd do with it? All of a sudden, his pickup truck would have a dick. Right. He would, would be, make a shrine for it. It would just not be good. <sighs> he could get a job at Bad Dragon with like designing. You know, I've honestly, you know, you know it's not the strangest thing I've heard. What are we doing? <laughs> I really don't know. Steven's lead design on dicks. Director of Dragon Erections. <laughs> Daddy. Dodie. Daddy. <laughs> <Dodie>. <laughs> All right, guys. On that we have to note, go. We have to go. We have to go. Allie, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for meeting me here. You're welcome. <laughs> on our podcast. All right, guys. You know, we always look to be rate and reviewed. Keep your one stars to yourself. You can also follow us on Let's Talk About Smut Podcast. The Instagram, we are available. The DMs, come hit us up. If you feel like you need to talk about something more serious, as usual, I don't know our email address, but... Let's talk about somebody at gmail.com. But, like, just slide to the DMs. Yeah, slide to the DMs. You don't know who you'll get. Maybe Hallie or Taylor, you know? Rock Taylor. Probably me. Um, So, yeah, you know, we'll see you next time. We love you. Keep your one stars to yourself. If you one star review me, I promise I will find. If you hate me, shut up. (laughs) No, but seriously, if you need us to change anything, you feel like we didn't touch on a topic, how you would like us to come and hit us up. We're happy to make any changes you feel. If you want to hear more about certain things like dragon dicks, let us know. Please, please, seriously, I like have a question. It's about a certain one, and I want to know if anyone's ever used it. We should go like undercover journalism. We should go visit the factory. Take we all should. the questions to the, the, the factory. We're the Food and Drug Administration. We're Basically, here. I'm the DDA, Dragon Dick Administration. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. I, will bring your I have a badge. <laughs> hey? Bring your business down. I write a letter. <laughs> Yeah, but seriously, if you've ever looked at it, like, let me know. (laughs) With that being said, bye. Bye.